What up, though? This is the Laker 82-16 series, and I'm your boy, Chill B, and this is the Chill Bravado podcast, where we cover the grind of a 82-game season with 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And as you know, we're in off-season mode right now. We are just trying to figure out what the heck is going to happen to all these teams and these trades and the KD shenanigans that kind of got the league on lock right now. But as a Laker fan, we're only waiting for one move. But which move is it? Depends on who you are. Are you waiting on the move for Kyrie? Are you waiting on the Indiana trade? Are you possibly looking at the Utah move and saying, that's what I want? But while we speculate all that, we can talk about someone who we know is definitely going to be there, okay? Let's talk about Anthony Davis, and we're going to talk about unlocking AD, as well as we're going to see who could we put next to him that's going to help make this offense and defense flow at a better you know, rate and just higher percentage of wins can we get if we had the right forward next to him. I've talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it again because I just can't stress how the question still needs an answer of who are we going to play at the four when AD has to eventually slide and play the five in our closing lineups, as well as how we're going to address how the elephant in the room, and just so loud, this is a make or break year for Anthony Davis, and we all know it. And we're going to get into the, the people pushing back on him playing the Giannis role in the Darvin Ham offense. And people saying, well, AD's not Giannis. Let me explain and calm your nerves. So just stay tuned. We're going to get right into it. Laker 82-16, that and much more. Him running the offense and him being Darvin Ham running the offense through AD and then LeBron's approval of that. So we're going to get into all that right after this. <laughs> All right, we are back and getting right into how to unlock Anthony Davis, how to unlock AD. Well, health is well, folks. So we hopefully, the first thing is let's get healthy and stay healthy for the majority of the season. That way we can get you in the rhythm, get you going, and, and just make sure that you're on the floor because that's the biggest thing that has kind of hindered AD in these last two years. Just unfortunate seeing guys get injured and even, even more sickening watching fans who react a certain way or we downplay his his actual game because of injuries. Like, just, just because a man gets injured doesn't mean he's he's no longer any good. You know, and I want to crush the narrative, once again, of the best ability is availability. That is false. It doesn't always reign true because if you're the 15th guy sitting on the bench and you're available every night, but you don't play, is that ability really that important? No. So that that really only goes to those athletes who are on the floor and who makes, you know, the winning plays in the, in the big moments. So I, I push back on saying the best ability is availability, but I guess you're talking about stars only or just regular basketball players. So if the 13th guy gets hurt, are we really ragging on him? Oh, he just stays hurt all the time. We don't think about that. But since these guys who are playing big time minutes and putting their body on the line night in, night out, they get hurt. You know, then we get the street clothes name. But let me wait before I get to that. I'm going to come back to that because that irks my nerves to a high degree, you know. So make a break gear for AD. All right, he has to play well, and that goes with the health. Got to stay out there. Please, we got to pray to God. Please, God, can this man have a healthy season once again? Can he play more than 30, 40 games? Can he get, you know, to that MVP conversation? And I think he can, and he will if he can just stay healthy and play well. I mean, 
him playing well and playing healthy and playing comfortable, I think is definitely um, a top five player in this league. Him playing timid and off an injury most of the time, he's just top 20. The, the devastating drop off from some guys can't play hurt or don't play their best when they're injured or hurt or coming off injuries. Who does? You know, some guys who are have different skill sets can come out and still be effective. But when you're the guy and you're having lower body injuries or you're having shoulder and, and, and just all different type of things is going to affect your game because 80s game is very much an all round type of game. Defensively, he's able to switch out and guard on the perimeter. He's able to you know, play down low with, with some of the big boys. He's able to, um, you know, be the point of attack and clean up on the help side. So his ability to be mobile and move around with his guard-like skills at, at 6'10 and 250-plus, uh, yeah, he needs all he needs all the gears. He needs everything oiled up and ready to go. He has to get the oil changed because if, if any, you know, this slippage or any type of slowdown is going to ruin any um, of his elite skills because unlike Giannis, who we're going to compare him to for some reason, he doesn't have the highest motor offensively as far as his power. Speed to power element is different for AD. So let's get right into that and talk about how um, it was said that AD is going to play the Giannis role in Darvin Ham's offense and the LBJ is going to be Middleton. And people immediately pushed back on that. Some fans did, some fans embraced it. Some said he's not Giannis. Others said um, LBJ is not going to stoop down to be a Middleton. Well, let's calm down, people. We're not saying that he's going to do Middleton-like things, like pull up and shoot these jump shots and mid-range game, skillful. No, he the offense is probably going to look more like he did well, usage-wise as he did in the championship year in the bubble. We're going to see a lot of high usage out of AD. You're going to see LeBron being able to um, be, you know, high usage guys well, unless a certain trade goes through. And we'll see how that works. But right now, um, the, the offense running through AD is how it's, I think it was planned to be, but it just kind of didn't go that way. You know, especially in the last, the last two seasons due to injuries and whatnot. And if you remember him in the bubble, man, AD was a monster. So AD, AD was able to, you know, get into his rhythm. And LBJ just kind of just feasted, you know, whenever he felt the need to. So we're going to get back to seeing that usage where AD is the guy who's going to really get this thing started. So um, comparing skill sets, he has nothing even similar to Giannis because Giannis is a high motor guy. Um, very much speed to power type of guy. Get to the rim, finish above the rim, Euro step. Um, developed a little, you know, a little bit better touch around the rim, but you know he's trying to improve his shot. But AD is not going to be going downhill like Giannis is. He he's able to control his body in the air and hit difficult floaters and and just you know stop and you know stop and pop and and his ability to you know just fill out skillfully the defense and what he can do. But him getting him in move in motion and actions. And everything that's going to keep him moving, getting in, make reads faster, not just holding the ball at the elbow or, or playing at the high post and, and just back to the basket, waiting on someone to a double team to commit and just the shot clock just running down. And we as fans are like, oh my God, shoot it, pass it, do something. I think Darvin's going to get this thing moving and we're going to have some younger guys out there around him. So we're going to see how that affects even the slightest bit of them being able to move. So I'm, I'm encouraged and, and excited to see that, but I'm still not exactly sure how this team will look because although we added a lot of some youth and some younger guys with some springs in them, they're not very proven. And if we still have Russ on this roster, we're going to have a lot of non-shooters. So unlike an AD, I'm feeling like we're definitely going to have to make a move and it's probably going to happen. I don't know when, I don't know what, but 
unlocking AD and allowing him to play in that traditional role is just pretty much the dream, okay? And then if you say add Kyrie to the mix, that's the X factor. Because now if you got high usage LeBron and AD running the offense, offense through AD, now you have a guy who can play off ball and shoot it in Kyrie, who can get the ball and make things happen on his own in Kyrie. So, and he's familiar with playing with LeBron and it seemed like he's reported to be motivated to do this again. And this is a more mature Kyrie, but I'm definitely a basketball player who's made for the big moments. You think Malik Monk had big moments in that gold Jersey. Can you imagine when Kyrie gets hot and drops 30? Can you imagine what the league is going to look like the next morning when you wake up and you see Kyrie had a game and they excitement, but we we can't get to that yet. So we're really right now, we're just going to say AD in the Giannis role means it's just going to be more actions for him to be successful. I think AD and and Ham are going to find spots where he's, you know, great at and lead at, and we're going to get him to those spots often, quickly. And then you have the cheat code in LeBron if he's still healthy and it shows that he still has mobility. We're going to be able to get him to get more easier by baskets and bunnies. So uh, next time when I come back, I want to try to talk about the the question I have. I need answers to is the forward position. I mean, we have Stanley Johnson and Lenny Gabriel and JTA, but is it other skill sets that we can put at that four spot when AD slides to the five? Let's go down the list right after this. All right, now let's get to what I like to call who can we slot between LeBron and who can we slot between AD at the forward spot when AD slides to the five. And I'm, I've just been looking at, you know, I've talked about this before, but I, I look at it as having, can you get in like maybe a traditional power forward? Or maybe do you have an athletic forward that you can slot between them that's going to be, you know, geared toward defense and able to go out there and guard the perimeter? Or, or do you have an all-round type forward you might can get or develop where they can defend multiple positions, but they can do a little scoring, you know, shoot a little bit, um, pass a little bit, just be smart, all-round good basketball players. And then you have the rarity that I know we just don't have the luxury of having as a point. So let's go through some of these guys and the list and the skill sets, not necessarily these players, but these players and their skill set. So starting with the traditional forward, you remember we had Markeith Morris during the bubble and how he came in and he was able to, you know, be that four that, you know, took on some of that bang down there in, in, in the post with AD or uh, stepped out to stretch the floor a little bit, was able to, he's able to score and make, you know, turn around, you know, jumpers over his shoulder, um, just get buckets here and there, not play big minutes, but just enough to where, it takes some of that load off from LeBron and AD and allows the physicality to continue to be, you know, at a high elite level for them guys, but, you know, still have that help on that back line with them. Wasn't great, just good enough. And people with that skill set, Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, these two guys older, but definitely can shoot a little bit, definitely big enough to take on some contact down there. And don't put no, and again, don't need to play big minutes, just need to be able to come in and give us certain type of value and smarts and veteran savviness that we desperately kind of need. And mainly in that forward spots and in the wing spots, but I'll take a, I'll take a a traditional forward power forward, like LaMarcus Aldridge, who I know can get a bucket if he still has something left in the tank. Blake Griffin, who's crafty and can still help out. Um, 
and kind of showed it when he came out there and just played his heart out in that playoff game. You know, he didn't really get to play a lot, but just giving you that type of energy and spurts at that, you know, this is him now saying, man, I'm playing because I want to win. So maybe down the line, you see him, a guy like him get picked up. Maybe not. But then you got Thaddeus Young and Rudy Gay. Um, both guys, again, veteran savvy, can play and take some of that bang down there. Who's able to, you know, more Rudy Gay can stretch out and shoot the three a little bit. Um, Thaddeus Young, who just, I just always liked him and wish he, we could have got him younger or just a couple of years ago. You know, you know, dare I say Derek favors a lesser degree. Of, I don't really like him next to you know ad because of spacing but if you can get a guy who can just go down there and compete you'll take that you know and that that those skill sets are still very much valuable to teams like us to teams like the lakers and then when you look at the athletic forward i'll say his name and i'll say it over and over again vanderbilt um who was traded from minnesota to utah vanderbilt i like him his he's able to do a lot of things defensively and the hustle mentality that he has he would fit perfectly He's going to allow LeBron to, um, you know, lean on his youth and athleticism and his just drive to be there to compete every night. And you just got to appreciate guys like Vanderbilt when he's in the right situation. I felt like he was a very much a problem. Even when we played against them, he gave us issues because he's not going away and he has nice size at that position. And then you got a guy who's out of our price range, like John Collins. John Collins is a guy who's that athletic forward who, you know, is bouncy, um, if he was able to get next to LeBron then, and I'm um, AD, then that's more like championship caliber. So you're not necessarily going to get somebody like that per se, but that's the type of build and type of athleticism that I would love to see a guy come in or we develop a guy to have that has just enough where he can be effective, you know, in the transition game, running or in the half court where he's just able to just outwork guys, you know. And then you have Derek Jones Jr., a smaller type of forward, but more just just as athletic, great defense, long, can defend up. So a guy like that, I wish we could have had you know a shot to go at him, but that wasn't going to happen. We just couldn't afford him, and that's fine. But these guys, no skill sets, I'll say, as the athletic forward is definitely somebody I look forward to. And then you have your all-round forwards. I know they trashed him a lot. Some of these fans did when he was younger. And then when he left, everybody's like watching him play in Washington. But Kyle Kuzma. A guy who can guard multiple positions. Um, he, he just kind of, once he got in his groove, he played his role and he played it well. And it wasn't always pretty, but he was able to come in. If someone's out, he started. If we needed some out the bench to to, to come in, he, he was able to come in and play with a lot of confidence. And you could tell the growth in that. Then you have um, Harrison Barnes, just a, a veteran who I think any team that has any type of championship hopes would love to have in their roster. Um, shoot the ball well, defend, solid, not a lot of holes in this game. A guy who can come in and be professional and you know he's going to compete. And his game, just the way he plays, he can play for a long time because he, he, he definitely can get buckets. And he's definitely not selfish. And it's just shown that he's willing to do the right thing. So a guy like him, all-around guy, will be great. And then, last but not least, even though I can't stand him, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, he's able to shoot a little bit. He's got the size enough to guard and help get LeBron off of those type of wings, bigger wings, and allow him to be more of the help side guy or just give him a breather. You'll never see the, the player, um, Jay Crowder, actually play with LeBron. Just don't see them you know, coexisting. But that skill set and that style and that size will be a perfect, perfect pairing for between AD and LeBron to have him. Now, when you get to the point forward, 
this is the anomaly because you're not going to find one. But Draymond Green is the perfect point forward. Could you imagine LeBron and AD having a guy like that who can pull the bigs out of the lane because they have to come out um, at least to respect them? If they don't come out, then you can just run all type of ball actions um, with him as you see with Golden State. So, you know, he, he's so crafty and he's um very much um, willing to pass that you're going to have to respect it. But if you had a point forward, to that degree and let's say you had some shooting around it and with the cutting and all that of lebron and it's the basketball smarts and savvy could you imagine having draymond green and and um ad defensively what that would be that would be an i mean wow but that's not gonna happen so unless you can pry him away from the warriors which i know him and lebron are cool but i don't think they're that cool okay he got a good thing going there so Having a point forward like that would be great, but just any of these spots, I need answers for. Like, because I, I don't want to, you know, you know, just just you know, speak bad about Stanley Johnson, Winnie Gabriel, and JTA, and even Troy Brown Jr. to an extent. Those are some good individual pickups, but I don't know what they can do next to these guys. But I feel like the other guys that I name are more. I'm more confident in seeing those guys here. But we're gonna give these guys Stanley Johnson, who's supposed to be working. He's gonna have something to say about all this. William Gabriel, whenever he gets his opportunities, hopefully he's able to come fit in. I like him at the end of my bench, being a guy who we can just call in spot minutes. Um, JTA, I hope he's picked up some of that, that Golden State Warrior pedigree and swagger, and he plays like he did. Even though people talked about him when Draymond and those guys were out, JTA played pretty well, and he very much hustled. So he can find his way in the closing lineup, you know, with AD and LeBron if he just gets any type of chemistry with those guys and it sticks. Don't be surprised if you see him out there. Troy Brown Jr., I'm waiting to see. You know, he's got nice size. We'll see what he is able to do. But just looking at those other guys and those skill sets, I'm just curious to see how that goes. So these are my points. So unlock AD, health as well. This is a make or break year for him. So staying healthy is, is what we want. Running the offense through him is a good move by him and LeBron and all those parties. Getting Kyrie that's the X factor. That's the icing on the cake. And maybe finding a forward, the slot between these guys that we're confident in night in, night out for what, however many minutes. Groovy, you know? And then last but not least, shame on those fans and those NBA fans and Laker fans who have been calling them street clothes after Charles Barkley gave them the nickname. We are unfair because Kawhi, PG, and others, they don't get the same level of hate and they don't get the same level of criticism when they go out. Kawhi can miss a whole freaking year and no one even mentions his name, I guess because it's not marketable. But with ADI, we, we set this narrative that he's always hurt all the time. But if you look at his track record, I mean, these last two seasons have been unfortunate, like, terrible. You know, people miss games all the time, but his freak injuries, you know, a guy falling to his knee, coming down on Rudy Gobert's foot. Like, you don't get a trainer or toughen up to avoid those. Those happen, you know? And it's not like you just rub, you know, you know, rub some dirt on it and it's gonna heal. No, he's not breaking bones. It's 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 sprains and all these different type of things that it takes time to for the swelling and, and the X-rays and, and to see everything that's going on to make sure it's nothing more. That I'm surprised he didn't break his his ankle or his foot when he went on Gobert. So and just seeing him come back was encouraging, but I cringe too. Anytime he falls, I cringe. So that's all I have for today, guys. So we're going we're gonna to pray that AD stays healthy. And this allows him to get into his unlocking stage 
and then we'll be able to see whatever moves are going to be made. But right now, make a break year for AD, big year for the Los Angeles Lakers. We're excited, we're scared, we're nervous, we're frustrated, all of the above. So until next time, see you guys.